it's Loom Group's Andrea Lay, Backview's Melissa Burdick, the wizard of Woodland Hills Shree, and I'm PVSB from Flywheel, a division of Omnicom, and I'm coming to you today from the Catskills. Be playing Heckinger's Tuesdays and Thursdays. Before we get to the CPG Guys episode you've downloaded, it's the week of May 6th, and it's time for the Fresh Four, for curated news stories from the past week. We find them dependably intriguing. We hope you do too. We're brought to you through our partnership with Retail Wit, your one-stop shop for retail industry intelligence news, retailwit.com. It's retail right now. Over to you, Shree. In case you're wondering what this background is, I'm at, I'm at my father-in-law's house all the way in Chennai, India for the next couple of weeks. So what's the message of the week? Kroger Precision Marketing strikes a partnership with none other than Yahoo DSP. So Yahoo DSP advertisers now have access to KPM's audiences for both reach and measurement. Partnership marks KPM's second DSP partnership since last fall and ushers in a new focus on commerce media for Yahoo advertising in particular. Collaborations like this one will define the next phase of growth in retail media as retailers recognize the limitations of monetization on their own digital properties and seek incremental growth by expanding offsite. This is said by Sara Marzano, principal analyst at eMarketer. For advertisers, the delayed but still impending deprecation of third-party cookies, which is now on its way, continues to underpin every decision regarding digital advertising dollars. So solutions that safeguard their investments against that hold increasing appeal. Over to you, Andrea. Hello, Fresh 4 listeners. Walmart adds a new grocery line to its private brand's portfolio. Walmart has announced a new private label grocery brand called Better Goods. The line includes 300 items spanning categories such as frozen, dairy, snacks, beverages, pasta, soups, coffee, and chocolate. With most items priced under $5, Better Goods focuses on three key components, culinary experiences, plant-based, and made without. The retailer said Better Goods marks not only its largest private food brand launch in two decades, but also its fastest grocery brand brought to market. Over to you, Melissa. Thanks, Andrea. Uh, so, Savemark companies roll out in-store retail media networks. It's not enough that we have online. Now we're moving to in-store retail media networks. The Savemark companies plans to roll out in-store connect, an in-store retail media network powered by Quad Graphics Inc. To start, 16 of the grocery company stores will have digital screens, kiosks, end caps, shelf screens, and vertical banners throughout, allowing CPG partners to showcase promotions, product information, and recommendations to shoppers. The program will eventually roll out to all the Savemark companies, approximately 200 stores. This is Savemark's latest retail media effort, coming almost a year after a launch of its own retail media network. Over to you, Peter. Thanks, Melissa. Rite Aid expands Uber Eats' partnership for alcohol delivery in eight states. Nearly 1,000 Rite Aid stores will now offer alcohol delivery via retailers' expanded partnership with Uber Eats. Customers of legal drinking aid can get delivery from select stores in California, Idaho, Michigan, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Virginia, and Washington. Quote, our collaboration and trusted partnership with Uber Eats underscores our commitment to meet the evolving needs of our customers and providing a seamless digital shopping experience complements their busy lives, unquote, said Jeannie Walden, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at Rite Aid, the U.S.'s third largest pharmacy retailer. That's it for the Fresh Four. Now on to the CPG Guys episode that you've downloaded. Welcome to another episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Our co-hosts, Sri Rajagopalan and Peter V.S. Bond, 
Explore how brands and retailers engage with consumers online, in-store, and everywhere in between. And now, here are Sri and Peter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the CPG Guys podcast. I'm Sri, the so-called Yankee CPG guy focused on branding, retail media, and marketplaces. My co-host, of course, is PVSP. Sometimes he's known as the world champion L.A. Dodgers CPG guy, but he never brings up Yankees baseball anymore in the last few weeks. And at the time of this recording, which was mid-May, because the Dodgers are half a game behind. Oh, my gosh, all the taunting has vanished. But his domains of expertise revolve around brand loyalty, CRM, digital shelf content, retail, customer data insights. Please join me in welcoming the man with the golden voice. I also call him 007 himself, Mr. Bon. How are you today? Hey, Shri. It is another great day here for the CPG Guys podcast. No, no need to talk about baseball. It's too early in the season. Talk to me, you know, after the All-Star break, and then we can then we can renew our rivalry. But right now, it's all about how brands uh, and retailers are engaging consumers in an increasingly digital world. And today we've got a really great guest. I'm very excited about it. Indeed, Peter. But before we get to our guest, a reminder for our audience is always that all our content, including what you asked us for and profitability, an actual performer scorecard of what that could look like, our women's leadership series back in October of 2020, where Peter and I were able to successfully donate $8,000 to the Susan G. Komen Fund and our ongoing weekly show can easily be found on cpgguys.com. Our content is driven by you. We take polls from time to time on LinkedIn. Please do join those polls and tell us what you'd like the outcome of this show to be. As well as, you can also tell us whether you like us and what you want to see by going to ratethispodcast.com slash cpgguys. And you can leave us a rating and a review on the Apple platform. I've heard Peter likes the number five. We really appreciate it. five stars. We really appreciate the direction. He's the ratings and reviews guy, and of course, he's going to like five stars. You can also join our growing LinkedIn family, growing by 50 folks every single day organically by going to linkedin.com slash company slash CPG podcast or simply searching for the CPG guys on the search bar and hit the follow button. I think our audience knows, Peter, that in a post-pandemic world, D2C for brands is kind of non-negotiable. The art of successful D2C personalization, reaching the consumer with a message that puts them in comfortable, recognizable situations and resonates with their everyday behaviors almost always results in a relationship for a brand and creates the curiosity with the consumer required to drive brand experiences, aka brand equity. We have therefore launched a three-part series in partnership with the team at Aki Technologies who takes brands to new levels with digital advertising that matches the message to the moment every time. In the first episode of this series, we heard from Riza Kandrel from the Aki team about who they are and the value proposition that they offer. In this episode two, we talked to someone from one of the brands there about value too, and it's none other, Peter, than our alma mater, PepsiCo. Our guest on the second part of this series with Aki is someone who works with PepsiCo, an Aki client using this very personalization moment that we described into everyday action with the consumer. She's the head of media innovation and partnership development at PepsiCo. Please join us folks in welcoming Kate Brady. Kate, welcome. How are you today? 
I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Shri and Pete. Um, it's great to be here. I'm really excited to talk to you. Kate, before we get started, could you please direct our multitasking audience that loves to open up a browser to which brand or which set of brands that we will actually be discussing in our conversation today so they can actually maybe over the course of time feel these personalized experiences we will be discussing today? Sure, Sri. So uh, personalization, as you mentioned, is a huge priority for PepsiCo. Um, one of the uh, the pilots that we had run with a key was with our Off the Eaten Path brand, or we like to lovingly refer to it as OTEP, just given it's such a long name. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, Kate. Peter and I are looking forward to you to get into personalization with Aki. And why don't we jump right into the questions? Why don't I start you off, Kate, by first asking you about who you are, Kate. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your role at PepsiCo, and what are some of the priorities you address day-to-day -day for PepsiCo in this unique role you play in media? Uh, thanks. I would love to share a little bit about that. So um, just again, my name is Kate Brady. I am the Global Head of Media Innovation and Partnership Development for PepsiCo. Um, I've been in this role for going on uh, close to two years now, and it's a new role within the organization, um, and it's been exciting to help build this together. I've been with PepsiCo now for over 11 years. Uh, prior to that, I spent about another decade on the media agency side. And my team, like I mentioned, is new within the organization. Uh, we sit in the media and data team, which is a subset of our demand accelerator team, uh, which we internally refer to as the DX. Um, but our mission is about transforming the enterprise-wide future-forward vision of media strategy, innovation, and partnership through shared capabilities, practice, and insights, fueling improvement in media effectiveness, consumer engagement, and business results. And so I know that's a mouthful. So we like to just talk about um, on a top line level, we are focused on identifying and propelling what's new, what's next, and what will be the best way for us to connect with our consumers. Um, our team was built because the global media landscape has been changing so rapidly. We see how traditional linear media is shifting to more digitally native um, channels. Uh, we see online and addressable um, accelerating significantly. We know the media funnels are collapsing and third party and uh, data and cookies are depreciating. So we need to action against that. And so we have the opportunity to leapfrog the media landscape by building these direct, dynamic, and intimate one-to-one -one relationships with billions of people globally. Our products do hit billions of people globally on a daily basis, which is so amazing. Um, and it, what, by making these personal relationships, we can build more indispensable, um, loving relationships between our products and our consumers, driving more better performance for PepsiCo. And at the core of this is our own fully addressable consumer data ecosystem that we've built across uh, first, second, and third-party data assets um, that we refer to as our cDNA. It's our consumer DNA. And it provides that full 360 uh, view of our consumers, which contains over 110 million households in the U.S. alone. And we're now expanding that globally. Um, so through that, we're leveraging first-to-market emerging media formats and measurement solutions to connect with these key consumers. We aim to, to build these personalized one-to-one -one relationships to tell better stories with our consumers and build those relationships. Um, we know that technology proves to be a powerful tool for reaching our brands and their consumers across the world. 
Um, on top of this layer, we build and deploy in-house and frequently industry-first products and tech ecosystems that can help us transform our, connect our total connections planning process. And a lot of these um, new capabilities and tools and platforms that we're, we're identifying are through a program that we um, run called the PepsiCo Labs program. And that is in partnership with a small team uh, based out of Tel Aviv. Uh, we've got a couple people in Tel Aviv, a couple people in San Francisco. We know they're hot spots for the startup population. Um, but my team liaises or partners super closely with that team to um, to. And we've built this systematic process that helps us rapidly pilot and scale with startup solutions across the organization. Um, we're actually just kicking off our 2021-22 pilot program. Uh, we just kicked it off this week, and, and we're honing in on the terrains that we're going to be focusing this next round scouting efforts on. Um, and I've been lucky enough that this is now my third program. I've had the liberty of helping lead, and we're seeing some fantastic results at, um, coming out of the last two programs. That was a lot. Sorry. <laughs> Kate, first of all, welcome to the show. Second, uh, don't apologize. What you gave us was exactly what our audience is looking for. We're an educational podcast and more detail is better. So thank you for that very detailed answer to our first question. It sets us off in a very good motion. All right. So with that as the backdrop, what I'd like to understand is a little bit more about your journey with a key. Exactly what is it that drew you to them? How did you get in contact? Were you searching for them? Did they reach out to you? Was it a mutual connection? Love to know kind of the origins of, of what you were trying to do and why they kind of fit into this, to this potential strategy. Yeah, absolutely. So it actually started a few years ago um, when uh, we when Risa was at a company called iView, and it it started with um, a key's acquisition of iView. Uh, it helped them put on, them on the map for us, um, and their ability to combine those moment and real time mobile data signals helped to differentiate their technology amongst some of the other personalization partners that we were looking at. Um, and like I said, with, we had run a couple of small tests through iView prior to initiating the actual labs process, um, but we didn't have that labs program in place. So we didn't have that formalized process to help um, drive the awareness internally and the scaling um, of those POCs or pilots that we've run. So during our last go around of the PepsiCo labs pilot, the 2021 class, um, we met with over 70 VCs um, globally, evaluated over 300 startups across um, that were brought back to us, which then we brought in for roughly, I think it was about 20 or so um, startups that we brought back to virtually, of course, because this was during COVID, um, for an immersion session that took place over three days where we had all of our business leads listen to the pitch, understand the use case, understand the capabilities, which then we narrowed down to roughly 10 different startups that we decided to pilot over this past um, late last year into early this year. And a key was one of those that we selected as that um, 10, just based on those prior relationships and the conversations we've been having. You know what, Kate, first of all, congratulations on the phenomenal success of the demand accelerator. You know, I you brought back you. memories from the summer of 2014 when we would sit in the hallways of the third floor at 5600 Headquarters Drive and Vivek launched, uh, Vivek, of course, who now runs Albertsons, 
launched it, then eventually Jeff Swearingen and my friend Shyam Venugopal, but a lot of memories packed in there. And with memories comes to mind a word, emotions. So personalization is obviously a very consumer-focused initiative to any brand, specifically when I think of the wonderful brand assets that PepsiCo has in food and beverages. What emotions does that word stoke to you to deliver for the consumer who is the queen and king? So it it stirs a lot. And for us, as I mentioned, personalization is a key priority for us. Relationships with our consumers is at the core of everything we do. We pride ourselves on consumer centricity. Um, and building those capabilities is the journey that we've been on. And it's been a core focus and it's going to continue to be a core focus for the next few years. We recognize that each brand might evoke a different emotion when it comes to personalization at scale. And it's fair to say that Every personalization at scale initiative aims to make our consumer feel individualized and special because that one-to-one relationship is truly what we're going for. Kate, then, can you help us understand a little bit more about where a key fits in to complement these initiatives that you're working on? Sure, Pete. Um, So a key's ability to understand real-time consumer behavior strengthens our understanding of the consumer. Uh, Understanding the consumer signals, in turn, helps us define how and where we work to build our relationships and refine the value that we offer back to our uh, community. So, you know, when you refer to uh, leveraging data that way and insights and analytics that way, I, I do want to jump in a little bit into that world, especially since sounds like a lot of that is dynamic with the technology that Aki provides. What would you say? You know, I've worked with hundreds of vendors in my life myself, having worked for many large brands. What would you say is the biggest advantage you found in working with Aki? Uh, Aki's team equally values the importance of relationship in their community. Uh, our collective desire is to serve the consumers and to deliver them what's going to resonate and what's going to be the most appropriate message for them. Um, so they ensure that the te- they're leveraging the technology to amplify and focus on offering value to the people that they're delivering the message to. So, Kate, if I, if I were to jump into that a little bit, right, normally the way this process of finding a partner and working works could take months. And then you scope what is it that you need to do. And when it takes months, you know, the client often gets frustrated, the brand gets frustrated, and then the results are not where they want to be. When you work with Aki, what was the process like? Was this 30 days, 60 days? Were you all able to nail the outcomes very quickly? And was that a big deal for you? It, we um, we flew through this one. And, and as I mentioned earlier on, the PepsiCo Labs program, our whole goal is and mission is to rapidly pilot to then scale these successes. And a key really ran with us, and we turned around this pilot in weeks, not months. Um, and our goal is typically to run these pilots in in a six to twelve week time frame, and then have those results, you know, four to six weeks following, so that we have a very condensed window that that we can action on and scale if we do see those successes. Um, when we did the OTEP campaign or Off the Eaten Path, um, we customized the message based on those key insights and consumer preferences. And we were able to, to 
deliver both um, two different um, areas, both driving four to five times the engagement that we had seen in previous efforts, but also learning that much more about our consumers. So um, it was a big win for us to be able to execute quickly, get the results quickly. And then um, we're now working with the Aki team to find additional um, brands that we can partner in. How about that, Peter? When you work with Aki, it's weeks, not months. Yeah, I think that's what we heard when we spoke with Risa last time, that Aki works very quickly to enable these personalized experiences. And we're hearing evidence from one of their clients. So that to me is trust, but verify <laughs> in any event. So Kate, let's, let's now, you've made reference a couple of times. Can you kind of double click down on a couple of the unique experiences that you've put into place uh, and how they're actually benefiting PepsiCo? Uh, as I mentioned, I think the results speak for themselves. We saw that um, significantly increased uh, reach or engagement, brand engagement terms, but we also saw that we were getting better insights on what was really driving the results with our consumers. So those two things were were unique to um, the effort that we were very excited to see and hope to be able to replicate. How about that, Peter? Replication is the key of scaling and success. So. You know, outside of the experience we just spoke about, um, where you're getting through the tool, you're actually getting real-time data and analytics that's improving personalization. What are the areas you're looking at partnerships for? Is there anything Aki is doing to, let me just say, make your life just easier, Kate, as a captain in the media space? Uh, well, we would. There's so many things that we could make our jobs easier. I would love for them to solve everything, but in the meantime, they've been a great partner about trying to identify solutions that we've found challenges against, and it, it, it's something that we're still working through and trying to find um, the best way that we can drive more value for both us and then potentially more partners in the future. And that part of the, the PepsiCo Labs program is how do we find um, iterations to the solutions that benefit both us and potentially the and ideally the partner in the longer term. And so we've been exploring options with their service models that can expand our, our potentially expand our future um, growth opportunities with them. And while I, while it is still ongoing, it is a testament that they are open to the conversations willing to potentially iterate um, and find new and different ways that they previously focused on that are a better solution for us as a partner. So then Kate, what excites you the most about the ability for you to work with a key to scale this personalization in your relationship? Yeah, one thing that we're very excited about with a key is the opportunity to drive that one click add to cart activation. That's something that we haven't worked on, um, worked through yet. And with the explosion of what we've seen in the e-commerce space and the trajectory that that channel is in, um, I'm sure you've heard the, the stat that we've seen that five times. Uh, I think five years growth in 10 months time in that space. And so continuing to propel our efforts there is something that we're really focused on. So ensuring that our consumers have that seamless checkout experience, leveraging a key's technology is something that we're really excited to try out. You know, Peter, I'm going to sum up some of the things that I heard here from Kate about Aki. Number one, the one that stood out in my head, which obviously is going to become a hashtag now is it's weeks, not months. And then I then you combine that Kate with 
you know, 10 years growth in five months, which I think is the name of the game for today's anyone running media and responsible for consumer engagement today. That is a big message out, I would say from Kate, you in general, that to take that very seriously and how do you do that? Personalization. And that's where it feels based on your own experience. That's where Aki has come in, Aki has come in and helped you land that. And then when you start talking about real-time data and the use of the tool with the insights and analytics and connecting all of that to downstream e-commerce, which is the add to cart or click to add to cart, voila, all of a sudden we have a solution in a box that gives the consumer end-to-end. And then when you start thinking about a media funnel up top of engaging the consumer all the way to the checkout process, boom, everything comes together. So I want to thank you, Kate, for doing that for us and talking about Aki and telling us where you personally found advantage for the brands you represent in the role you have at PepsiCo today. For our audience, a quick reminder, folks, you know, this was episode two, a conversation with Kate Kate from PepsiCo on the value Aki brings to them every single day in personalization. We have another episode three coming soon. Do look out for that. And you can find all our content, including what you just heard today at cpgguys.com. I do encourage you to follow us on LinkedIn, where you can find this and a ton more content about the transformation of the CPG industry and its move towards more digital retail and omni-channel by going to cpgguys.com. And do follow us on LinkedIn, and that's easy. All you have to do is go to the browse bar on top. In the search area, just type CPG Guys. For those watching the video, the spelling is pretty straightforward. CPG Guys, and you will find us. Kate, thank you so much for joining us on the CPG Guys today. Thank you so much for having me. Mr. Bond, the man with the golden voice. Thank you, sir. Shree, this this was a terrific episode. What I loved is talking about how the personalization experience through data can drive and enable that add to cart. Because that is the real where the rubber meets the road, right? Is actually getting them to buy the product and being able to measure that. So we heard in the first episode about the capability. Here we heard validation of that actually working from one of their clients. Uh, I'm now even more excited about episode three coming up with our through our partnership with the key. As always, thank you, Mr. Bond, or a.k.a. Mr. 007, who has stopped the taunting on baseball these days. For all for our audience, thank you, as always, for tuning us. We will catch you soon with another episode of the CPG Guys. Content in this podcast episode is provided for general informational purposes only. By listening to our episode, you understand that no information contained in this episode should be construed as advice from CPG Guys LLC or the individual author, hosts, or guests, nor is it intended to be a substitute for research on any subject matter. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by CPG Guys LLC. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The views expressed by CPG Guys LLC do not represent the views of their employers or the entity they represent. CPG Guys LLC expressly disclaims any and all liability 
or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of, reference to, or inability to use this podcast or the information we present in this podcast.